Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. I gotta tell you, I just read that Daily News column again, and this stuff doesn't bother me. And now it works, especially this loser Chris Sommerfeld. But it's really a hit job on me. Did you guys read it? No, you don't but care. I get my impression is, of course, it was a hit job on you. You did though. You didn't say that this morning. Why do I, why do I need to read it if you're going to just um, summarize the entire thing? In, I didn't in, summarize in your words, thing. which is the only version I need to hear. I'm, I'm tell- I gave you their <laughs> words, you moron. What my words? Well, you they gave, wrote it. You gave slight reaction. My, my reaction was mine. Yes, but right, yeah, yeah. but they wrote that I'm a white conservative. What conservative? I'm pro-choice. And you're barely white, you to dumb be bastards. You. Right? You're barely white. Well, you're more like an orange. And I'm lecturing the mayor on race. More like burnt orange yeah. red. I Shut think. up, both of you. Think. How about burnt orange? Trump is on next Wednesday. Yeah. How about that? Ellie, you want to do the interview? Sure. What would be the first question you would ask Trump next Wednesday, eight oh five? I've got Trump for fifteen go, minutes. Go, go, What's the first good, question? Good morning, What's the first Mr. Trump. No. Uh, how many times a week do you go to the gym, Mr. President? <laughs> Shut up. See, this is why I can't trust you with anybody do or anything. Like, I don't even want you to pick up the phone when he calls in. Let him call me directly. <laughs> no, no, you don't even know how to pick up the phone in there. You have Ryan. no idea. A great question, Justin. Let me explain my entire <laughs> schedule to you. Well, I'm right doing now. back. I'm doing back it and buys today. Yeah, I so. push away all the bad hombres off the treadmill. <laughs> yeah. So at least in today's New York Post, I'm on page two. Caban's idea hurts kids, Eric. Page two is Sir Tiffany Caban, this lowlife, who comes back and says, "Hey, I said nothing controversial. We all know cops aren't nice to everybody. That's not what you said, Caban. You said, quote." Black and brown people get killed for doing what white people do. That's not everybody. So then I got to uh, Michael Goodwin's column, Texas Blame Games Lame. And say one thing about Mike. First of all, he's a great radio guest. He's been coming on almost weekly because I love the guy. He's great. I used to hear him on Simone. I'm like, this guy's phenomenal. And his columns are terrific, too. I'm honored to have him. Here he is, my friend Michael Goodwin. Good morning, Michael. How are you, pal? Good morning, Sid. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice to have you. And, um, well, yeah, you went uh, went at it pretty good this morning. Same conversation I had with the mayor yesterday. I flat out said to him, stop using the word racist, which I was yeah. taken to task for today in the Daily News. I was lecturing a black man. But the truth is, there is this, uh, this feeling out there that black people can't be racist because of slavery. I got news for you. Joy Reid, Don Lemon, these are some of the biggest racists I ever met. So when Eric does that, he's doing himself, and quite frankly, the black community, a disservice. I completely agree with you, and I think that uh, he sort of, uh, in your interview, he sort of danced around that point, saying that, uh, as he did yesterday publicly, too, that, uh, that because the mayors of these cities are black, Ergo, that's significant. Well, let me tell you how um, I know. And let me tell you how that's wrong. Let me ask you this, Mike. You're a much smarter guy than me. Let's say Bill de Blasio, white guy, was still the mayor in New York. Don't you think Abbott would be doing the same thing? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I don't think Abbott probably in some of those cities even knows 
who the mayors are. But in fact, uh, there's an, Adams is making another mistake there. He's saying 108,000 cities or whatever. I, I don't know where he gets that number. But <laughs> uh, clearly, the largest cities that Abbott has picked, the three, Chicago, New York, and Washington, D.C., are about, as you put it, Democrats, not race. It's about Democrats. So if Bill de Blasio was mayor, Abbott would be doing the same thing. It's not about black and white. It's about Republican and Democrat. And as you correctly said, the the fact that these border states are bearing the brunt of this policy of open borders through no choice of their own. I mean, look at the pictures in El Paso of just Tons of people sleeping on the streets. How is this good for the country? We don't know who these people are. There's no vetting going on. And, you know, you also uh, played part of the clip of Kathy Hochul. I believe it was probably with Errol Lewis. And at the end of it, she talked about providing money to get these people working and get them on a path to citizenship. Hello? They are here as asylum seekers. They may be deported when their cases are adjudicated and if they don't get asylum. Does she even know (laughs) the law? I mean, we're going to make citizens out of people who who are not in the country legally? You're exactly right. You've got a great ear. That was Kathy Hochul with Errol Lewis. And what you said about her is, is right, too. And I did make the argument, hey, why should California, Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona have to uh, deal with the whole brunt of this. But here's where Adams is tough, Mike. This is why I kind of like him, is because he'll say ridiculous things like this is a race thing, when we know, like you just said, it's anything but it's a Democrat thing. But then he'll call out Joe Biden for not doing the right thing. So he almost provides just enough for every political fan base to kind of stick around, which is smart in some respects, but in the end could come back and haunt him. Well, look, I think as a as a strategy f- to get things done, it's it's not smart because I think you sap your your strength when you go off in contradictory directions. Look, I I think he's in a tough spot as 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 is Hochul in some way with the legislature. But you've got to be a bull in a china shop. I, I mean, I I don't know any other model that really works. You've got to, you know, you can do it nicely, but you've got to keep tightening the screws. You can't give them an out. You can't change the subject. You can't be hard one day and soft the next. It doesn't work. And I think I'm thinking of Rudy Giuliani getting things done in New York City, Michael Bloomberg. Now, they were in some ways temperamentally polar opposites, but what they shared was a passion for the outcome. And neither one would rest until they got the outcome. They could be obnoxious about it. You you know, even if you supported them, you could get tired of it. You get tired of the complaints, the tired of the, the, the banging on the door kind of thing. But that, unfortunately, is how you get things done. Yeah. And I I just think Eric Adams does not have a consistent push for one thing. You know, You talked about bail reform, and he enlarged the conversation. That's great. There's a lot wrong with the criminal justice system, and technology will help. But let's get the most important thing done now. 
that's what I think he comes up short on. I just I worry more and more about his uh, determination to see the results. He can say the right thing, but you've got to but you've got to translate that into an achievement with the legislature, with you know with the city council, and he's all over the map on the uh, migrant issue. I mean, he's you know it. He's virtue signaling, we're going to build this, we're going to do that, we're going to send him to college, we're going to do all this. Why? I mean, it, it just <laughs> takes away from your general approach to improve city life for the residents who are already here and who are footing the taxes. He has been very reckless, I think, with the spending on this. You look at the city budget. He is now proposing roughly an 8% or 8 billion dollar increase eight percent uh and that's before the city council gets its hands on it uh this this is uh, this is well beyond inflation how many people are getting eight percent raises how many taxpayers are getting eight percent raises the city raised its water and sewage rate by five percent how many people are even getting five percent raises he's got to do something to lower the cost of living in new york city well what a great job this is why michael goodwin is one of the smartest people in new york great columnist great radio guest you know you got a little tougher with him too even more tough than you were just now you actually said when you consider the senate majority leader chuck schumer Brooklyn guy, and House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, Brooklyn guy. The fact that Eric Adams can't get these guys to have those two move the administration in the right direction, you actually use the words dereliction of duty. That is a, um, those are strong words, Michael Goodwin. Well, yes, and, and that, again, is an example of how his focus uh, wavers. Now, if you really wanted to get the White House's attention, wouldn't you use all your ammunition, all of your options? And you have Schumer, the head of the Senate. You have Jeffries, the head of the House for the Democratic Party. Uh, Why haven't you called them together? Why haven't you said to them, you know, get the whole delegation excited, you know, withhold your votes, withhold approval on some Biden initiative until you get that? That's what you have to do. That's the only thing that works in the political system. People just, they, they respond to uh, problems and benefits. And if you're going to create a problem for Joe Biden, you'll get his attention. If you're not going to create a problem, it's the same thing I said about Eric Adams' endorsements uh, last year. He could have put the screws on Hochul. She needed his support. She needed particularly black support in New York City. Eric Adams said, could have said to her quietly, without publicly, I'm not endorsing you if you don't give me help on X, Y, and Z. I'm sorry, Governor. I like you. You say we're friends, we're partners, but you are not helping me. You are not going out on a limb far enough, and I'm not going to support four more years of this. I can't live with four more years of this. That is the kind of thing Rudy Giuliani or Mike Bloomberg would have done. It's the kind of thing that Nelson Rockefeller and George Pataki would have done. It's the kind of thing that Mario Cuomo would have done. Andrew Cuomo would have done it. Hmm. That's hardball. That's what you have to do. You have to be a hard you-know-what. You do. And he actually went completely the other way. And every time he's got an opportunity to criticize Kathy Hochul, even small, he takes the opportunity to thank her. 
tell us all yes. what a great job she does, which is ridiculous. The uh, column again is Texas Blame Games Lame. Good luck finding a better writer and radio guest than my friend Michael Goodwin. Another spectacular appearance, Michael. Thank you so much. God bless you. Let's do it again soon. My pleasure, Sid. Thank you. You're the best. Michael Goodwin. I love Michael Goodwin. I love him.